Counselors, approach the bench. I have no further witnesses, Your Honor. Curiosity, I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Overruled. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and argue for or against the movies being on that list. My name is Johannes. And I am Raji. Today, we're talking about yet another film on that list. The mind-bending sci-fi classic, The Matrix. The Matrix was released March 31st, 1999, and stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Hugo Weaving, and Carrie Ann Moss. Before we load our court proceedings programs, what gives you joy today? Um, It's fall. I like the fall. It's raining. It's kind of moody outside. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. I like the season for some reason. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that, that gives me joy just kind of be uh, leading up to Christmas. I like Christmas for some reason, too. It's just kind of a, a, a good mood in general. How about yeah. you? It's uh, it's my favorite time of the year. I'm not so I'm not so big of a fan of the rain, especially when you have to walk your dogs like three or four times every day. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, you know, sitting down, looking forward to Christmas, which is always my favorite time. Watching all my favorite Christmas films, and uh, you know, time with the family. Time with the family is always important. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that period. That's right. Oh, you have a little one now, so so Christmas will always be like more exciting now. Yeah, I, I mean, she doesn't know what the hell anything is going on. She doesn't know anything about what's going on, but every single time she smiles, it it always brings joy to my heart. Yeah, my cold dead heart. <laughs> it reminds <laughs> me, we, we we never talked about the the favorite Christmas movie. Uh, you know, the, the, my favorite Christmas movie. It. Uh, love actually oh good choice it's i watch it every year every, i have friends that do the same yeah yeah it's one of my favorite and i think that they know it's that good um it's either that or about a boy huh it's either that okay. or about a boy but i think i'll give the nod to uh, what do you call it? Love Actually. Love Actually. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, mine what is, about uh, you? Home What's Alone. your favorite Christmas film? Home Alone, hands down. <laughs> that usually doesn't come into my uh, come into my periphery, but I feel like I need to watch it again. There was a, there's a new trailer for the for a new new version of Home Alone that has been receiving a lot of hate online. Ugh. Is that going to be like the Lion King remake that nobody needed and nobody wanted? It looked like they're just trying to remake the film with a different kid. Um, yeah. But, you Why? know, Hollywood is uh, Hollywood. So we'll right. we'll look to That's... the South Koreans to give us uh, give us uh, more blood in the industry. Yeah, let's not be creative. Let's just remake stuff and do sequels. That, I think that the Hollywood producers have to be punching themselves for not coming up with an idea like the squid games uh and letting all the creativity move outside of hollywood but you know it's a multi-billion dollar industry there's a lot of money involved 
So you can understand why no one is willing to take risks. Um, but when you start to push creativity to a different region of the world, that region of the world will eventually become the center of creative of, of the whole industry. So you're playing with fire on that one. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> off your soapbox. <laughs> um. All right. Let's do the coin toss. All right. Raji, heads or tails? I will go with heads. It was lucky the last time. I don't know if it's going to be a repeat. Tail. I get to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like this is kind of. I'm going to argue for this movie, of course. Hello. Okay. Should have gone with tails. I wanted to argue for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but before we go into uh, arguing, let's hear a synopsis. Neo Keanu Reeves believes that Morpheus, Lawrence Fishburne, an elusive figure considered to be the most dangerous man alive, can answer his question. What is the Matrix? Neo is contacted by Trinity, Carrion Moss, a beautiful stranger who leads him into an underworld where he meets Morpheus. They fight a brutal battle for their lives against a caterer of viciously intelligent secret agents. It is a truth that could cost Neo something more precious than his life. The witness will address this court as judge or your honor. All right, the, the judge in the audience. My view on The Matrix is it's a kung fu film wrapped up in nonsensical philosophical conversations. I think the first third of this film is just mostly ramble about the human, the plight of human existence. Um, and the movie uses the kung fu to mask the ridiculous arguments about existence. Um, which you notice fell uh, through the ground in the remaining two films. So this movie is very good when it comes to action set pieces. But when you think about what The Matrix is and what they were trying to achieve, the philosophical arguments they were trying to make in this film, I don't think they were able to achieve any of that. Um, and uh, that's my argument for this film. It's a lot of inconsistencies uh, because of the fact that the the philosophical arguments they were trying to portray was bigger than what they were going to do, so they wrapped it up in a kung fu film. <laughs> uh, Your Honor, uh, the Matrix had a had us question back in '99. Had us question what is real and what is not, and how can we infer uh, what is real and what is not, and would we be aware of um, being in quote unquote the matrix uh, or not, and uh, I think sparking the philosophical conversations that uh, Raji was uh, mentioning is our uh, our conversations that uh, many people had at the point, and I think it's it's kind of an interesting thought experiment. Now, um, I think Raji is belittling um, and kind of condensing down this movie into uh, a simple kung fu movie but i think uh, that's very oversimplifying it uh, because the kung fu is just kind of a means of uh, telling us that uh, the matrix is a concept is a program and you can learn any skill in a matter of seconds so um the most v visually interesting is means of fighting uh, and different fighting styles and kind of 
complementary or non-complementary fighting styles and have them go against each other. And just to tell us, okay, these are skills that are picked up just by the click of a button and um, applied. It's also a means to tell us uh, how powerful the character of Neo is because he's able to bend the the program and uh, kind of understand how to to uh, exploit the program um, he he lives in and that and uh, I think it's a smart way to uh, tell us that he is the one the the chosen one and uh, I think a movie that is uh, 22 years old this movie still looks fantastic is very iconic um, art design is is insane I think the uh, the few pieces of CGI that um, are a little funky can be uh, argued away with them being in the Matrix and the Matrix essentially being a big video game. Uh, I think you can uh, suspend that disbelief a little bit there. And uh, yeah, all in all, great movie. Should be on this list, should be higher on this list. So this movie ultimately is about belief. Um, and basically, that is the overriding di- direction that the character, the director, was going for with this film. You're getting introduced to Neo, who is an, which is an anagram for the One, who plays Jesus in this film, <laughs> who dies and comes back to life uh, because of love. Um, I, I think that the religious symbolism in this film hits you in the nose right from the very beginning. Uh, when the guys knocked on the door and, you know, lots of Jesus references were thrown out. Um, and it was nonstop from that point. Uh, Morpheus talking about him being the one to save everyone. Um, you know, even at the end of the film, they said, you know, the rule is that, you know, when you die in the world of the Matrix, you die in the real, in the real world, which is the world outside the Matrix. Um, and for somehow, um, he survives it because, you know, he's categorically the one, it's a little bit, it's weird. I I mean, like I said, this movie is, uh, is a movie about, you know, somebody's religious beliefs. You know, it's a mixture of Christianity, Buddhism, and, you know, weird uh, computer mumbo-jumbo. Uh, as a computer programmer, there were some things that were quite inconsistent, like the chat waking him up. The DOS, you know, the the DOS screen where the, the stuff was typing in there. I mean, let me just stick to that religious mythology for the for, for the time being, and we'll just go with that. Uh, he goes into the real world. He's taking the blue pill or the red pill. He takes the pill that you know wakes him up in in the real world. And uh, somebody who doesn't know things, he starts to gain knowledge quickly about you know how the matrix worked. Uh, we go to the Oracle, and the Oracle has spoken to everyone. The Oracle speaks to everyone and tells them the truth. Hey, you're going to fall in love with the one. Uh, hey, you're going to be the one to find the one. Hey, you're going to be the one to uh, you know save something. She told everybody, they all met the Oracle, and the Oracle told them what the truth, their true future was. When Neo goes into the room, you can tell that the Neo, um, the Oracle knew about, she knows about the future. She knows about anomalies. 
Uh, and the question then becomes, is is it the future or is she reading for, for, forward into the programming, right? Because is it, are we talking computer programs here or are we talking, uh, what do you call it, uh, about reading the real future? Because we have to assume that she's talking about uh, the computer programs. And he goes in, she's like, hey, don't worry about the vase. He hits the vase. He falls to the ground. She's like, it's like, I'm sorry. It's like I said, don't worry about it. And so you kind of know that, all right, she's established herself as somebody who can read into the future. But she tells him a lie. Uh, she's like, you're not the one. Uh, and it's going to disappoint Morpheus and stuff. And Morpheus comes out and says, don't tell me anything. Whatever was said in there was between you and her. Um, but the problem also is Morpheus has been going around saying, you know, uh, telling everybody what he was told in the room, which is weird, eh, but I, that's not a big deal, right? Because, you know, everybody knows what Morpheus was told in the room. And then Neo goes through the film, I guess to the real world, he says, Morpheus is hanging there because he believes that I'm the one, but I'm not the one. But I believe that I am going to save him. So I'm going back in. And he goes in, believing that he wasn't he was gonna have to be the one to save him um and somehow because he believed in it it all became true so the question then becomes who was right was neil overcoming the programming by believing himself or was the oracle just messing around with him uh by saying he's not the one the religious symbolism is all over the place um one thing that we're sure of is that neo was Christ in this film. He died and came back to life to save the world, even became even more powerful. Um, and uh, the religious symbolism is just too much for me. It's too, too on the nose. They didn't hide it. It's too much. That's all I have to say for this part. Well, I mean, they didn't hide it. It's, it's in the, in the names of characters, right? Like it's, it's pretty obvious that this is kind of a, a parable for religion and finding finding your uh, you call it Jesus Christ but uh, finding your salvation i guess and and all that um i think what blew everybody's mind in 99 with this movie is like i said like at the fundamental core the question of what is reality and is what we're experiencing right now reality and just kind of the um, philosophical side of that, and just kind of that that um, thought experiment that is going on in this movie uh, is very compelling. I think uh, I I remember being in school and uh, like we had a class about this, <laughs> and we talked about this movie. I think aesthetically, it, it uh, started something um, kind of a a, a trend um, in terms of you know, stylistic um, expression in a way with, with the trench coats and the glasses and all that. I think um, just they redefined what's cool at the time. And then um, technology, a huge advancement in, in just motion picture um, effects and technology. I think I mean, this is the first time that this bullet time effect um, was done. And it's it's... It was visually like very interesting. It's the first time you've seen something like this. Um, 
it was kind of mind bending in like how how could you do this and i think they used it effectively and they didn't overuse it thankfully they used it in, in very key points of it and i think it, it it finds the balance of uh coolness you know and the fights um you know it's not just uh, not just uh, karate and, and like all these fights but it's also the, the big uh, shootout in the lobby that's that's iconic at this point um so it finds the balance between that and the philosophical discussion that's that had us all um kind of wondering about what's real and i think that's that's why this movie is so effective and and so good because it's kind of doing a um kind of a bait and switch it brings the people that that go in for the action into a scenario where they are confronted with these challenging ideas uh and vice versa i think it brings people that are more into the thought experiments side of things uh kind of confronting them with more action stuff and to think that's that's a fine balance and i think uh that's the reason why this movie should be this iron list so i'll give you a story when i was uh i grew up in africa and you know nobody talked about the matrix from the perspective of you know whether we're human or not maybe it's i, I don't know I don't think any. I didn't go into the Matrix for a long time. The idea of what the Matrix was was never uh, was never a big deal. It was mostly the action scenes and the action set pieces that made the Matrix what it was. Especially, uh, and the Matrix holds a big part of in my life because that when I became I became prefect for entertainment uh, in my in my boarding school. Yeah, I went to boarding school. And uh, one of the nights, Matrix was one of the first films that we played. Uh, and I, we used to sit down in the in the living room, this small TV, and everybody would sit down on benches and everybody would just sit down and watch the film. And people were like, whoa, whoa, how did they do that? It's incredible. And people would watch the film just to see those action set pieces. And we would go out of the room and we would be reenacting um Neo doing his uh, bullet dodging, um, people flying in the air. You know, that was what The Matrix was. It was a special effect. And now watching the film, trying to think about all the philosophical things that they were trying to say in the film, you lose your yourself in it. You know, there are moments of this film where, between action scenes, where people just ramble about philosophy agent smith sitting down talking about how humans uh go from one place to the other destroying everything they come across and when they come across when they finish doing that they go to another place and they destroy all of that morpheus sitting down in the matrix talking about how humans destroyed the clouds because that was the only way for the robots to gain energy and what did the robots eventually do they decided to make humans batteries. Um, this movie is very depressing. And when you think about the philosophical ideas in it, they are very, 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 very funky and not very well thought of. But it's a great kung fu film. <laughs> and then, you know, you enjoy all the action scenes. It's like almost every scene you're like, oh, man, look at miracles. How come everybody misses this shot? How is it that you are in a hallway 
everything. Bullets fly left and right. Everything around you is getting destroyed, but you don't get destroyed. They didn't hit one target until the very end where Morpheus was running towards the helicopter. They did not hit anyone in the film. Nobody, once they got through the the pipes and they fell to the ground, you saw all the bad guys shooting at them where they were coming out of the entrance and there was smoke everywhere. And those guys come out, they roll on the ground and they come and they shoot the bad guys. Uh, Relatively simple. And they kill them. But those guys were shooting at them. Maybe they should have explained why when they go into the Matrix. Do they have like a curvature of the bullets around them? If somebody could explain why those people never get hit. The only... Okay, there was one more period where they... (laughs) When when Neo opened the door and shot him. And he shot him point blank. So that's fair. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot of things that can that you can't explain in the matrix. And I wish, you know, there was more clarity to it. I think that the matrix is, like I said, it's a philosophical film, which is ridiculous, uh, (laughs) wrapped up in a great Kung Fu film, which is amazing. Uh, But I'm going to focus on the philosophical parts, which don't make any sense. Don't make any sense at all. So, I mean, I think at the core, this is a critique of AI, Right. It's the, um, and bear in mind, this is 1999. So the Wachowskis already, uh, you know, so, oh, hey, there's a AI. And it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of in the same realm as uh, Terminator, right? Where computers will take over the world. Um, and AI will, will take over the world. And this is the same thing. I think, um, you know, if I'm just taking what's at face value here, um, you know, the AI probably, uh, loaded the stormtrooper shooting program into the skill set of of the cops, and then there you are, never hitting anybody. Uh, <laughs> you know, you never know. I don't know. I, I think as a critique for um, computer and AI domination, this works. I think as a um, showcase of. Uh, technological advancement in filmmaking this works and still holds up very very well uh, i think this story is pretty compelling i think for a movie that is two two and a half ish hours long it does not feel like a two and a half hour long movie which uh, is rare these days because there's a lot of movies that are this length and feel very very long <laughs> and this one doesn't uh, so these are all kind of strengths of this movie and i think yeah it's a great movie how did Cypher get into the Matrix to make a deal? I did. I, I mean, nobody. Exp- so if someone could explain, I don't understand how that happened. So, you know, Neo goes in and uh, he sees Cypher on the computer, right? And he's like, yeah, "What are you doing?" It's like I'm just reading the numbers. Um, uh, and then Cypher talks to him and says, "Do you really believe the mumbo jumbo that um, Morpheus has been telling you?" about you being the one that you're going to be the one that saves us all. Um, you know, that conversation happens. Uh, and then, you know, Neo exits the screen. A few minutes later, you know, Cypher is in the Matrix. He's eating meat, enjoying uh, a conversation about betraying his friends, only to go back into the Matrix and become a rich person, a very important person who's rich. But the question becomes... 
how does he get back into the matrix and how does he get out of it? It's very, I mean, it's a, it's a big loophole because you got to understand somebody has to put that rod through his neck and somebody has to pull it out. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> There's are loopholes in the film that you really have to be like, okay, did they really think about that? And the reason why it's in there is because they want to bring in the philosophical part. He's Judas. He betrays Jesus. You know, he wants his coin, which is, you know, the fact that he will become rich again. So the religious symbolism is everywhere in this film. But, you know, does it work? I At the end of the film, we're introduced as, to Neo as Superman. And if you watch The Matrix as its own standalone film, I think the film is complete. There was no need for a sequel. But the problem was with the sequel, when... Anyway, we're not talking about the sequel right now, so let's just stick to the Matrix. I think that the Matrix as a whole, the 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 fighting, the action set pieces are great, memorable. But if you want to review this film beyond those set pieces, uh, set pieces, everything falls apart, and that's my take on this. All right, I don't have anything else to say. All right, let's you know, let's talk about it generally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Oh, God. <laughs> i tell you this. Every single time I watched this film, I was watching the film last night, too. I was looking at Morpheus's coat, and I was like, I want that coat. I want that coat. That coat is just Steve, too awesome. Oh, God. The dressing. They had a lot of cool shots, uh, like the scene, the scene where the phone was ringing, and it was spinning around, and then it finally spun, and everybody was just standing there, and I was like, snap. That is too cool. That is too cool. The fight scenes yeah. were cool. The action scenes were cool. The scene where he was dodging the bullets. Oh, man, it was cool. Um, and I was... Matrix has a big, plays a big role in my life because it was one of the successful films that I had as the entertainment prefect in, at All Asher International School, uh, <laughs> which was my private school that I grew up in. Uh, and, uh, you know... I, I was actually totally impressed that all the things that made it cool for me when I was a young was younger still makes it cool for me right now. Matrix yeah. is just a cool film. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's timeless, right? And like I said in, in my opening arguments, I think the even the little critiques you could have about the visual and the CGI, you can really explain away with it essentially being a video game when you're in the matrix, right? Like it's, it's essentially a video game. And the, the, you could argue that the coolness and the, the outfits are so out of place. Like if, if you saw a gang of, of misfits like that, just going to walking around, you'd be like, what the, <laughs> what are you doing here? Because it feels so out of place in context of other people. But if you just consider the people as NPCs, then, you know, it doesn't matter. Like you can amp up the coolness, the car they have iconic, you never see this car around, right? Yeah. It's like so. So where's this car coming from? <laughs> uh, and that, you know, so so stylistically, this this movie is insanely good, I think. Uh, and like I said, it holds up very well. Like the the coolness factor of it is still there. You're like, oh, okay, this is different. Like this hits hits kind of different. And the the stark contrast between the Matrix and the real world 
is very well done too i think uh, just kind of on the visual level like the 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 very mechanical cyberpunky um aesthetic is is um, interesting and also uh since it's so low tech it really holds up you know yeah. it's it's kind of timeless in that and that's that's smart uh, that's very smart um now if i had been on on your side of the argument um i would have driven home that that uh, religious argument as well i think it's it's kind of um you know you could argue this is kind of a a, a boot camp uh bible studies movie <laughs> <laughs> you know under the guise of coolness and kung yeah. fu and uh okay uh, anything to recruit new uh, people to the church, I suppose. Uh, if if you want to be snarky, right? Like you, I mean, you could totally be snarky in in, in that regard. Their um, main, their main point, their main location was Zion. Yeah. So yeah. It's, <laughs> anyway, go on. No, and yeah, right. I mean, like I said, it it it's not even uh subtle right like you said it's it's so obvious what's going on and that this is but then again you could also argue this is kind of the the og story that's that's been kind of uh you know handed down from decades over decades right centuries um this, this kind of story of betrayal and um and and, and leadership like I, I guess if you want to boil it down so uh, I, conceptually, I guess it kind of makes sense, and and you could argue if if you take a movie that is about the survival of of a mankind, then it's kind of a fitting um, parable to draw, right? Um, kind of using that, um, but you know, if if you're not into church, it's very in your face. Yeah, you know, if you're not necessarily into into that whole uh, sector so it's kind of it, it's very in your face it's kind of like oh okay you know could could have been a little more subtle there true i guess i i, I think i think that it's like the movie was good don't get me wrong i i think that it deserves to be in there but the expositions were it was just okay philosophical conversation philosophical conversation I would be what? like Cypher. I probably would take the blue pill if I had the <laughs> chance. It's like, man, they live in... I wouldn't want to live in that future, man. Keep me on here. Put me on the battery. Give me some crypto. <laughs> Become a crypto billionaire. And <laughs> let me live my life in, in the Matrix. You're using me as a battery? Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> because that that world that they're living in, the real world, it's way worse than the world of the matrix um i mean i also think that there's some weird conversations they had uh you know agent smith talking about like you mammals uh, you disgust me it's the smell of you and i was like huh are there other mammals in this world i mean the only time we saw animals in this film was probably the cat that did the deja vu thing how do how do animals work are there are they animals who are plugged into the matrix uh, do animals exist? I, I I mean, I'm confused by why he didn't just say, you humans, you come and you smell and stuff. 
what I mean, it's an interesting thing. I never really thought about it until I, you know, I sat down and I was like, where, where are the other animals? Why is he, what does he keep saying mammals? Why, what does he just say humans? It's kind of like a smear on monkeys when you think about it, <laughs> because, or dolphins, who's <laughs> like, why are you roping us into this, into this nonsense? Um, I think it was, it was interesting. I, I, I don't have qualms with the film. Uh, I just think that the religious overtones overtones are just too much. Um, But, you know, and I think that they overdid the action too sometimes because he learned Kung Fu, he learned Taekwondo. And then at the end of the film, he just turned and it was like, I know Kung Fu. (laughs) You couldn't use any of the other martial artist stuff to do it. So, I I mean, it's it's like a video game, like you said, but it's it's interesting to watch all the same. I mean, you, you, interesting thought there with like, okay, well, are all the animals in the Matrix too? Like, are, are they hooked up to the Matrix? <clears throat> Which, if they are, then this is kind of a Noah's Ark. <laughs> but in a twisted way, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Huh. Yeah, and, and so, see, we still have philosophical <laughs> discussions about this movie, <laughs> proving my point. <laughs> uh, I... I, I yeah, it's uh, what you mentioned the, the the final frames of this when Neo turns into Superman. Mm. That's the only point where I'm like, ah, oh, I think that cheapens it mm. significantly. I mean, um, for it, me. it was it was obvious that he cheapened it because they had to go back in the next film and reduce his power significantly. Um, yeah. Because once you become Superman, you know, it's very difficult to go further. What, are, what is the threat? You can move the whole world. You can move everything. Um, because I, I, if they had left The Matrix as just a singular film, I think that it would have been good. I think it was just greed that made them say, hey, let's go on. But, you know, the interesting thing is, just as this movie is coming out, there's going to be in the new Matrix film. So where yeah. are we going to go with that one? I, I, I saw the trailer. I'm curious to know where we're going to go with this one. Um, I think that I mean hopefully it's more like the first film than the rest but uh, action has moved on well yeah and we'll see you know and and I think the we'll see where CGI is in this world uh, you know at this day and age I would think it's it's a lot better but yeah I've not seen the trailer so I don't know anything about this Mm. and by, by choice this one i'm usually not um not afraid to watch trailers but i'm trying to avoid this one for some reason um yeah i mean we'll see we'll see we're kind of looking forward to it it's i am i said it's been this iconic thing like i remember in school there was this uh classmate who had like leather pants and and trench coats and glasses and and you know and some other dude had that cell phone with the the nokia cell phone with the slide out thing and i was like geez <laughs> you know the funny thing is every time i see that phone i'm like oh man i remember so many people bought that phone just because of this film that ah i was like uh, there's so many iconic things like the matrix was was like a, it was so big in my life at one point we would do anything and we'd be like matrix <laughs> and we'd jump we'd punch somebody's like matrix oh god <laughs> matrix man it was yeah. such an iconic film for me. I I, yeah. I still love it till today. Yeah, yeah. I think like for the time, 
yeah, iconic. It's it's a great movie. The music is good. Um, to to exposition to your point, one thing I noticed is, uh, I mean, we are essentially neo in this as an audience too, right? So we don't know what's going on. But just the amount of what in this movie is insane. If you really like focus on it, he asks a lot of what, and then. Yeah. Uh, uh, Trinity also starts doing it at the end. It was like, oh. <laughs> I think that I, I will. I will talk about Trinity for a second. It's like we are introduced to a, a great uh, female character at the very beginning of the film, who did not hesitate to kick some ass, and she could handle her own. Um, and at the very end of the film, her whole life was, you know, based on Neo. She's like, uh, I because I love you. And she kissed. I mean, they did the whole sleeping beauty thing, uh, right there. Some sleeping beauty symbolism, but basically our, our existence was now rooted to the character of Neo. It would have been interesting if they had, if she had been her own self, uh, avoiding the whole love triangle and just, uh, continue to be the badass character she was because after this film, everything she did was, uh, she took a back seat to Neo in all the sequels. Um, mm-hmm. It would have been nice if she had stayed stronger in this film uh, and not had to do the love story triangle uh, with me. I agree. Yeah. All right. Anything else? That's all I have. That's all I have, too. Watch The Matrix. That's a good movie. <laughs> it's a really good film. Uh, where can people find us, Raji? So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, on at Movie Mistrial. Or you can email us at contact at moviemistrial.com. Or you can go to moviemistrial.com. All right. Next one is going to be Empire Strikes Back. Looking forward to that one. We're going into the Star Wars territory. Uh, the fanboys are going to hit me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back. Wait, that is the second one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. That's, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not the biggest yep. Star Wars fan, but I do enjoy the Star Wars movies. Those are, those are pretty good. But let's see. I'm, I may have to argue against it. I don't want to talk about it. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll see about that. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks. Right. Until the next one. Sounds good.